0: Good morning, everybody. So where we were last week was we were discussing the Tash Bates and his questions on the Rambam. Just wanted to point out that we are right now in the midst of a tremendous and unfolding tragedy for Klai So this learning today, of course, should be a for everybody who is in the Shasta and for all of us, that we should be able to be safe and sound. One thing that we mentioned on Friday night this week that is relevant to our topic that we haven't previously really focused on so much, when we've talked about what it means to be a Talmah as we said, Talmah gets the benefit of not having to pay taxes, that our Karnassah gets taken care of first, that he um, is enabled by halacha to get certain benefits as a result of his being a Talmah So one of the things that we mentioned this week is in relation to the, the sugya of hostages that even though normally the Mishnah says in Gittin that you're and you're not supposed to redeem hostages for more than their value There's an exception made because the Gemara in Gittin tells us, not over there, the more later in Gittin on the test of mouth, the moon tells us that Rav and went along and rescued and redeemed a young boy who showed a lot of promise in learning. That would turn out to Rabbi Shmuel Ben Elisha. And he paid a tremendous amount of money to get him out of jail. And the reason for that was because of the fact that Rabbi Shmuel Ben Elisha um, was potentially, he was a Talmud Vasek, he was potentially gonna become big Talmud Kacham. So Rabbi Shmuel felt that he could release him. So we learned after that a halakha. The halakha is that even though a person is normally not allowed to redeem somebody more than their value because Either cause the community to go to penury or because it's going to incentivize the kidnappers, the hostage takers to go get more captives, we make an exception for a Tomahawk. We make an exception even for uh, someone who's showing promise to become a Tomahawk. Those people you could rec- uh, rescue, you could redeem, the the you could redeem them for far more than their actual valuation would be on the hostage market, on the slave market, whatever that would be. All right, so where we were last week, just to reiterate, was we had summed up some of the questions that the Tashbeit had asked on the Rambam. And the Tashbeit had said that the Rambam can't be right, that you cannot pay for somebody to be learning Torah, is against Halakha, a 100% confident in the veracity of his words, that you could support Tamir HaKhamim monetarily, and he had many proofs. If you recall by they have to the Kahanim, the brothers' Kahanim have to make the Kayagogil uh wealthy if he's poor. And we learn out from that to, to as well. And we have the story of the that as Rashi points out there in Tainus, that when he became the Rosh Shiva, they made him very wealthy. And the 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 arguments the that the Tashbits wanted to bring included a kavachaymer. If you're making it a kain gadol wealthy, and a kain gadol is not as important as a tamal chacham, this the is the Then just by logic, the tamal chacham is the thing that's most integral to the Jewish nation to be able to survive far more than anything else. You don't need a kain gadol or a You don't have Tamil They don't have tera. So if they're the most important thing to cry, so of course you have to support them. By definition, he brought. If you recall the gemara in Irish, the story of. Rabbi Rabbi Gamliel, who was the parnas son Yisrael, he was the parnas. He was the one who supported. He was mefarnes the Jewish people. And what do they say about him? That he doesn't understand the Tsar of of the Talmud Hakhamim. That was Rabbi Shua complained about him because he came to his house when after the fight, and he said, "Oh, it, it seems to me that you're a pech- that you're a, um, a, a blacksmith." And he says, "You don't know what I am." Woe to the Jewish people. That you're the mafinas that you don't understand, and so the Tashbeitz pointed out, how did he not know what what Rabbi Shur was working in? So he explained that because it's a halacha that a tamid hide what he does, and he's not supposed to. Once a person is appointed as a a position of authority within Klal Yisrael, you're not supposed to work publicly. You're also not supposed to party publicly, right? A person is appointed as a rabbi as a as a um, as a leader among the Jewish people, he's not supposed to sit around the party. He's not supposed to sit around and do work in public. Those are considered beneath the dignity of the office. So therefore, he didn't do it. Therefore, he had no idea what he did. But, Gamar and Heria said, that there were these two rabbis, Reb Rabbi Lezben Kisma and, and um, Rabbi Lezben Gudgaida, they were very poor, but they knew how to be Meshach, they were so brilliant, they even knew how to figure out how many... How many mortar molecules were in the seed? And they were ch- poor as church mice. They couldn't survive on anything. And what did Rabbi Shua sure say? They had nothing to eat. So Gamaliel said, okay, I'm going to give them a job. And if you remember, they didn't want to take the job. And he said, you think you don't want the job because you, I'm giving you Sera. I'm giving you power and authority over the Jewish people. I'm just sending them. What does it mean when you get a job in Mount Kaisal? It's really work. You're a servant. You're the servant of the people, like the Zelensky show, right? You're the servant of the people. That's what you are. Don't think of yourself as being too high and wody-twordy. You're not. So therefore, we end up in a situation where the the two folks that are blessed of God good they come to Rab Gamliel and he gives them jobs, says the Tashbeit. That's a proof that someone is a Tab Khacham is always given a job, is given a position in the community. Why? So they should be able to be supported. So now this is a clear rise as a tash base that you're supposed to support Tara. Now, that's what we did last week. What we continue on this week is a, a few more of the rise. I want to finish up some of these chubas, be able to move on. So so the um, the uh, the tashbiz continues and he says like this. He says that Kashdos hadvarim is that the the people who were in charge of the Jewish people in a monetary way, the people who were responsible for the social welfare aspects of the Jewish people, they would make sure to give a position of authority to Tam in order hanizayim and who were who were very poor, so that they should be able to have a good parnasah. Now, what is the fundamental difference between this and the curl system? The fundamental difference between this and the curl system is that in the curl system there is no position of authority. Right? What's the difference between a community curl system and this? A community curl system says you have to at least learn with something you have to take responsibility for something in the community. The, but the the I sort of the, imagine the ideal curl system is with no responsibility except to learn, right? So in the stories that we've seen so far, in the story of Rabbi Gamliel appointing these two rabbis, right? In the, the, the that 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 that's what can result as a result of somebody not having any connectivity to the wider community, exactly. But in these stories here, the truth that the Tashbeitz is essentially bringing is that someone was living in penury should be appointed to a position of authority in the community, whatever that position is. Maybe that's a position in name only, but some sort of a position whereby the people will then support it. It sounds like the people might not necessarily support somebody who's just a al ha'am, who doesn't take any responsibility for the But remember that the Ramam felt not just that you don't pay for somebody to learn Torah, but the Ramam felt that a rabbi is not supposed to take money from the community at all. So, there's two separate aspects. And at least on the first, uh, uh, on the second aspect, that a rabbi cannot take money, on that, the Bates is going apoplectic. And he's saying, that's absolutely not true. You have how many proofs that I've just shown you that somebody who is a rabbi, right, or at some position within the community, whatever that position is, he 100% can take money from the community, not only can take, he's mitzvah, the community is commanded to provide for the welfare of that person. Is it possible that in time of the tomorrow, they needed support for, for a very small number of people and you know, they didn't have those few people? Right, so now, certainly now, there's no shortage of There's no shortage of people. Right, but that's a practical question for today, right? The point is, the Rambam is saying that as a matter of law, from time immemorial till his time, there was no need to provide for rabbis. Rabbis who study Torah should support themselves. And all the proofs that the Rambam gave, that of all the examples that he found in the Mishnahs and in the Gemaras, all the rabbis that supported themselves, the Rambam felt that no community is supposed to provide for the rabbi. The rabbi is supposed to provide for himself. That's the model that the rabbin had. Whether or not that model is relevant today, we'll eventually get to the troops for today. But the point is that both. It's both the ideology and the president. The ideology is the idea, the idea of the independence of the rabbi, the idea that a person only relies on his own. That's the ideology. The precedent was all the examples in the mission, all the examples of the Gemara that he brought. All right. Continues the Tashbet And the Tashbet says like this that says the Gemara tells us, the, in the end of Saita tells us that Rabbi Vo was offered a job. He was offered a job because people liked him. Rabbi Bo was a very charismatic person. He was a rabbi in Kaysaria. Rabbi Vo, the Gemara tells us in, in Sanhedrin and in Subis that. The, the either the matrons or the maidservants would dance. When he would come to visit the governor, they would sing a song, Rabba de Amse, right? Because he was a very, very um, important person. And Ravo was offered a job. And he did not take the job. Why not? Because Ravo said, I'm good. I'm wealthy. I'm connected. I got it. I'm got i I'm good to go. I don't need the job. But there's another guy. His name was Rabba Abedamin and he was poor, and he had a lot of debts. So he says, you know what? He gives an idea to the community. Hire him. Hire him. Why does he say to hire him? Says the it's exactly the same reasons that I've just said, which is like the Gemara in Whenever you have a rabbi who, of course, the is not saying that Ben Bencharsim, somebody who was so incredibly wealthy. Remember, he had Elif Ayaris, right? And Elif Sfinis Bayam. He had a thousand ships and a thousand cities, whatever that means, but he was incredibly wealthy. Of course, it's not saying that you have to hire somebody like him. He doesn't need a job. He's independently wealthy. You're a tariffin. Right? These are people who came from incredible wealth or got incredible wealth. Either way, that's not what we're talking about. But what we're talking about is, if you have a talmah who's having a, a difficult time of it, give him a job. Make the community support him. We saw that in Harius, and we see that here in the end of sight that says the Tashbridge, because you see that Ravos said, give the job to a Ya'akov demin, Ak, or demin Ak. And he took the job. He took the job because he had in the He had so many people who were coming after him, running after him in order to be able to uh you know pay his debts. So that's why they, they gave him the job. So This is then clear in the Talmud. the Sibur the is commanded to give a position. So that they should have a good living, that they shouldn't have to live in penury. But of course, if they want to refuse, not saying if the chacham wants to refuse, he wants to live mamash hand to mouth. That's within his prerogative. But what we're talking about is the community side. The community is required. If you see a chacham in your community, the mamash doesn't have what to eat. He's hand to mouth. So according to the Tashbeitz, give him a job in the community. This is a chiv on the community. Give him a job, some responsibility for the community, and pay him. pay for the job so that he should be able to live and cover Whoever runs the community, whoever the parnas is, whoever the you know the president is of the shul, whatever whoever it is that that is in charge of these kind of things, that's the person who's on him the responsibility to make sure that this gets taken care of you call Vizekla, and no one's able to disagree with this that's how strong he is against the ram then he continues going so you hear this so what we said is two things one is that the ramam said that somebody was a right he's, he's he's not to take money and the communities never did it it's both ideology and it was precedent, right and what would we say from the Tashbeitz until now? We said from the Tashbeitz until now that what's he proving? That if somebody's a Talmud Chacham and he's very poor, give him a job, and then he'll become wealthy because everybody's going to support him. But what we said is what the Tashbeitz didn't say—he just support him without a job. Now the Tashbeitz gets to this. It says the Tashbeitz, and <laughs> even Talmud Chachamim who are studying Torah all their days. Even if they're not the head of the yeshiva, even if they don't have the position, nevertheless, the community is required, is responsible to support these talmideh hachamin. That, that uh, we have a Gemara. The Gemara tells us in Shabbos and Subas a bunch of different places. Sachem, etc. The Gemara says, Tamen Shevnei Who is the Tamen Chacham that the community is responsible to do their work? Anybody who is putting aside, taking care of their own personal, family, hanasa needs, and just focusing on Torah. The community is mitzvah asis malachim. The community is required to do their work for them. Now, this is a very, very key point. Why? Because the rate is now taking it a step further. Right? He said, anybody who is living in poverty, give him a job. So he should be able to be supported by the community. But then now he's taking the argument a step further. And that step further is even a Tom McCalm who just wants to learn. He doesn't want a job. You're not, or maybe you don't have a job available for him. Whatever it may be. Right now you wonder why all the schools have so many people, I'd always, You always wonder why the school is that. If I was running the school like a corporation, I would slash all these jobs. No, you know why. Now you have to have all the jobs. Okay, that's beside the point. Says the Tash Bates. Maybe you have somebody who's a Tama what does that mean? It means he's Isaac. The malacha shamayim at the expense of his own personal malacha that he would need to do for himself, such a person, yeah, this to support him too. What's the raya? We have a few gumars that say the same thing that there are certain who are required that the community has to do their malachha for them. Now the Raman, to be clear, is not unaware, is not like not aware of this Gemara Remember what the Ram said about this? Come on, we talked about it. We talked about it on Shabbos Day a few months ago. And we talked about it in this topic as well. The Ramam in the mitzvah, the sixth mitzvah of his of Vekas. Right? we said, remember that mitzvah? Vekas Bashem. If you speak to a Varaslavar Khash, what does it mean, Vegas Bashem? Right? Vegas Bashem, that's like the highest of the high, right? It's the greatest level that a person gets it. But if you read the Ram, You'd be like, that's the biggest Ba'ashen. Remember, we talked about it. why it's not one of the missus to medias, Why it's not one of the seven missus to medias. Why there's only six missus to medias? You should have a seventh. What's the missus to The Sefer says in is a mitzvah that you could be mekayim just sitting here. Right, Close your eyes. You could be Mikhaim the mitzvah of being Mahaman and Hashem. You can Mikhaim the mitzvah of being an Hashem. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to use your mouth, just your mind. So if you sit here, close your eyes, can't you miss Dalik twelve? Why isn't one of the seventh immediate? They pointed out that the rabbis had a, had a had a had a Shimonam Sunni problem. What does it mean a Shimonam Sunni problem? Rabbi the Pasak tells us, S Hemla Kechatira, right? And the Shimonam Sunni was Daresh Kala Asan Shabbat, A Shagila, S Hemla Kekha Tira, and then he wasn't able to dash in it. Why not? But he said S is gonna be Marba one. Right, that's where he he's going to stop his S enterprise. And remember what he did? It's the same. So he this so he stops dashing the essence right? he says, "I can't figure out what else would you be uh, fearing aside from Makadosh but What could be equated with it? I'd the a Borba. whatever keep to say, S is the rabbis, How many? So the rabbis, the Safri says, had a Sifri, uh points out, and also the Gemara in Subhas at the end. The Gemara says that the rabbis had a problem. The Torah says, be Mistamik by Garash Baku. Right? The Pash says a voice baku, voice bakun. U dofka boy. How can you be mistaked by qajbaka? says the Gemara. What's the answer? You have to be Mistabak You have to marry your daughter Tamil to a tam-a-kachim. you have to marry You have to marry to the daughter of a Talmud Marry your daughter to a daughter called Talmud Hakham, and you have to be doing their melacha for them. I said with So the Bashem becomes not a mitzvah, being misdavik with a becomes a practical mitzvah. Marry a daughter to a tam-a-kachim. That's why they look for a learning boy. It's not from nowhere. Right, that's where it comes an idea that you should marry a daughter of a Tamaha. You're looking to get a Shiva. And that's where it comes the idea of supporting a Tamaha. This becomes the mitzvah's and therefore it's not one of the Shesh medias. because it actually requires you to do effort. And so the Rabhav is not unaware of this Gemar. In fact, he brings down the Drasha in the sixth mitzvah in the sefer mitzvah. And if you look at Hilda's days, in the paragraph, the brings down this Gemar. What's what's going on? How does the Ram get out of this? It sounds like you have to do the work for the of The Ram, if you look at the Lush in there, the Ram doesn't say it exactly like this. It doesn't mean you literally do the work of the Tama Hakam. meaning he doesn't work and you do his work. It means, like all the other gemaras that we saw in Baba when we saw gemaras in Sakran, all the different parts that we quoted, what does it mean? It means that the Talmachachim, what do you mean, it means you let him sell his wares first. It means you let him put up a store where he's not allowed to put up a store, but no one else is allowed to do it because of, of a situation where it's competition, where they're going to create a, a, a an inappropriate uh, store where somebody else already has the business. you let him do it. it a you buy his wares first from the so he can go back to learning Torah. That's what it means. It doesn't mean literally he doesn't work and you do his work. It means you do all the various things in order to ensure that his melachal will become that much easier so he can focus back on Tara. So that's how the Ram understands this, these Gemara. That's how he understands what you're doing to enable Tama to focus on his learning. It's not that he ignores these Gemara, but he doesn't take it literally. The way the Taj is taking it is literal. What you do is you do the work of Tama He doesn't do any work. He sits at home and you do his work, him. When they're, when they're working, they work enough to support themselves. They'll store the store earlier. That's and the idea, exactly, them. exactly. That's what the more says about Basse, right? What? It's not just Yemenites. I, I I'll tell you a story. Now, right now. Oh, now I'll tell you a story. When I was when I was learning at the so I was learning in there. I lived in in, in in you know the dorms in the Mary Shiva. And there was a, I used to want to give to a store owner. I never saw a store like this in my life. See this, you got around the store. Not a um, see this guy around the store. I'm telling you, I kid you not. Like, I remember the Pamela's having dust on them. You know what I mean? Like they hadn't like seen the light of day. You know, they haven't been, what is it called when you turn over, turn over the produce, But right? The turnover here was a very slow rate. The store was always empty. Bless you. And you would come in the store, and the guy would be learning the whole time. He never picked his hand out of the safe room. He would come then with the fruit, and he would be like, You're know, like, and you know, I felt bad but I also felt like, you know, the fruit needs to have some turnover. The man, mama, she doesn't have any paranassa. He literally, I don't think, you know, like, you know, he had no idea what the fruit was, what the was. It was amazing to me. But I felt, I mean, the kind of Gamar Nobody comes to this store. It's a hole in the wall. The produce has dust on it. The least I could do is, I This guy's learning the whole time. He never picked his head out of the mm-hmm. car. For me, I felt this was the key of that. But everybody, of course, is aware of this famous story of the public sky, that, you know, he had this store open, his wife, not his wife had the store open, right? The moment they made it up for the day, shut the store, right? And that's what the thing says in Master. I would discuss this tomorrow. And you let the Tom Hakham do sell the weirs. Why? Because he's gonna go right back to learn. So you first go buy from him, so you can go back and focus on what's important. So says the Tash Bates, It's not just that we take the Tom Hakham and give him a position, and now he gets supported. Even if there's no position, there's, there's already enough Rishisheva. There's already co Rishisheva, right? They have a three Rishisheva. It's a it's a triumvirate, right? Okay. So there's no more room for another but There's no more room in administration. All right. So what are you gonna do? He's just learner. Okay. Nevertheless, we're still supporting. That's, tash base. That's what the Gemara means. It's a literal. You do his work for him. Not like the Ram says, you get out of him, sell his words first. No, no. It means he doesn't sell the wares. You open the store for him. So that is the, um, that is one ride from the The Second ride from the tashbait on this point is the Gemara. And also the Gemara comes in a couple of places places in is also, the Gemara says. The gemara has a, a, a stira. Passes vaasi so lacho Passes that Moshe Rabbeinu was told to make the aron, and there's another place that says vaasu at Say which sounds like the Jewish people required to make the aron. So Who's required to make the aron? Moshe or the Jewish people? It says the Obviously Moshe made the iron, but because of the fact that it was given the to the nations by Israel to Moshe Rabbeinu. So, therefore, even though Moshe alone made the art, everybody got the credit. It was considered as though throw made the art. And we learn out from that. This is almost the same kind of a drasha, right? From here, we see that the people of the community are commanded to do the work of a drasha. It seems like a very similar drasha, right? Very similar. Gemara. and Says the Pashbeitai. I have two eyes in a riot for you. That what? That even if we're not giving him the job, but he's a real Talmud Chacham, we still nevertheless have to support him. Is that Kyllo? I mean, it's almost exactly what Kyllo would be. Not a community Kyllo, right? We have to learn with a bus in the town, right? Like you have to pretend, like okay, let's do the Gemara, like one line, two. Line. No, right? Today they're doing a lot better, right? They really have a partnership. But we're talking about not that kind of a Kyllo. We're talking about a situation where well, they have no interest in doing anything except learning and at the elite level that they're on, such a person still needs to be supported, says the pastor. The mm-hmm. Rambam would have none of it. Because remember how we just explained how the Rambam understands these remarks, right? Says the, and you remember, one of the arguments of the Rambam was on a practical level. What did the Rambam say? He says, There was never a time that they supported the great yeshivas in Babylonia. Right, you know, now there's a people have big SUV cars. What happens in a big SUV car? You could use it to like, you know, drive down the road and have a and feel like you own everybody because you're like 17 feet old, and that's one aspect. But there's another aspect of having a big car. What is that? You could have seven mission, you know, uh, um, uh, whatever they have can come in at one time, right? They knock on your house every two minutes. They all come out of the car. It's like you know one of these like what do they call like uh, things? Like how many people can you fit clown in the clown. car? What's it called? Clown car? Yeah, it's like amazing. How many times? Like just come all at one time. It's not make a difference. You come every two minutes. It's change chain it. them. Yeah, but that's the reality. The reality is, says the Rambam, no one ever did that. No one ever came collecting for yeshivas in Babylonia. No one ever knocked on your door. Why not? Because they didn't do that. How do they support themselves? They supported themselves. How do they support themselves? They supported themselves literally. You remember the Gemara and Baruchas? We discussed I, it. They do. Well, I don't know. But 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 you remember the Gemara and Baruchas? We discussed this What did the Gemara say? On on but What did the Gemara say? You remember the Gemara said that Rav said to his students that the Yomay right Tishrei Yomayni said the days when there was going to be the harvest. What did he say? Like, I don't want to see you. Go home and go do the harvest. Go do your work. So it shouldn't be a Torah on you the rest of the year. How am I going to support my family? Go home. <laughs> Says the Tashbite. Here, a fundamental disagreement. Everything else we can debate. Right? There could be an understanding of a more like this. There could be an understanding of more like that. We can all say, eiluva, eiluva. But you know, the Rama, the, the Rashing, Subas, Rashing Subas tells us that you can't say eiluva, eiluva, when it comes to what? Matters of history. And whether something happened or didn't happen, that's binary. Right? You can't say that on Sunday, right, on the first day of Parsif Lecholach, it was raining. When the sky is blue, maybe you want to say it was raining in China. That's possible. But in Clifton, at 10 o'clock, it was raining. It's not true. Everyone sees it. It's sunny. That's binary. There's no a Eluva on matters of history. history, there's no able of remember the Rambam said, there was no collecting in Baba. they didn't collect for the yeshivas and now listen to the Tashbite Tashbite says there was an absolutely big pushka there in Baba to collect money for all the people who were learning in the yeshiva they had money, they had a pushka they collected stock of. Him. And what's his Ryan He has a Ryan very famous Gemara. The Gemara right before it is a very famous Gemara, but well, no, We're not gonna do that. The Gemara right after says, Ahu the Rabbi There was a a Schreifer, A Schreifer. you know why a Schreifer, um was the place where he used to keep the money, right? Because so you, you put it in and it like gets stuck on the other end, right? So they would the, the not a joke. That's what they had the Shapers in the in the base Hamikdash. Mishnahs in Shkoll tell us that they had various shapers These were obviously you know you know like the Yemeni sheivers. How do get the money out? of it, you know, but I'm kidding. I don't know. But they had these. The huh? Yeah. They had these big Shapers, Whatever. That, that's what they would put in the that would they would put in the um in the, uh, the the donations from the people. So so the um, the Gemara says that there was a sheiver. Which was initially by Rabbi Yehuda, and then they, they went to Rabba, then with to Rabbi Yosef, then Abaya, then Rava, and it went all around the place. So there's a dispute between Rashi and Ravina and Rashi brings that Ravina as to what it was for. The Tashbetz goes with the Pshat of Ravina which he says he thinks is the right Pshat. Rashi breaks it down also. Either it seems maybe that they were doing it for for the needs of Shabbos, like for people to be able to have enough money for Shabbos. But there's a, there's a, that's one passage as Rashi says, but the other possibilities is what I'm sure going says. I'm sure going says, you know, when they had these shifers, why did they have these shifers there in bubble The went from the house, to the house it's like, you know, the the Koopas were Mayor Balanese, right? And nowadays, I don't know if anybody still has this kind of pushka. When I was a kid, I remember that the pushka was like, there was a pushka, Mayor pushka, right? And it was a person who would come every year and empty the pushka, right? And who got the pushka was an honorable thing. They, they only gave it like a special person. Not everybody got a Mayor pushka. Maybe today, it's like you know, I didn't make it But then it was like a special person got the pushka. So, so the, the Shurgan says, "The whole this pushka was there to collect money, support the people learning in the yeshiva." Says the Tashbev to say that they weren't collecting money for the Tamil who were learning the yeshiva. It's not true. They had a shirt. They collected it. it took it's a gemara. That's not even a question. Now, again, it could be the Rambam moment of shot here of Rashi, right? That not the that sure going. Maybe it was there for the tears of Shabbos. Whatever. But, but there's a possibility. So here's the joke, right? The joke is I just said to you that on the matter of history, it's binary. So attachment is arguing the ground. Only one of them can be right, but on the what the Gemara means on the shayf, that that's a debate. That is, you know, it, yeah, that's not clear, right? There's a dispute. But you know why the Tashbate prefers mm-hmm. Abshirgun's shot over over Rashi? It says a very interesting one. He says, says, I think that um Abshirgan must be right better than Rashi. Bu Haroy with He is more roy to rely on. And this is the when he refers to Rashi, he says different Like, unbelievable. He says the the phrase of Yasser Rashi. The says, and I I want to say this with proper amount of qualifications and caveat and respect. The ga'inim, I can say this with a lot of different tangents. I'll give you one tangent before I come back to my point. The Rambam's Mishnah Teram elicited a ferocious debate. For different reasons in different parts of, of the Jewish people. Right? And in Europe, for example, like the Rabbah, what, what exercised the Rabbah so much about the mission of was the fact that the Ramam didn't give you citations. He just tells you what the halacha is. I'm not telling you who says or why. There's a certain magisterial ability when you say, this is the halacha. I'm just laying it out. These are all the laws. But you're not giving anybody all the work that went into figuring it out and all your logic. Because if, if you do that in this way, then it's very hard to debate with you. You sound like you're coming from on high, here's the law. Does so the right that's not a proper way to do it. The way every uh debate let to debate. Later on being the fall, you want to learn from that answer, that's, that's a big way. No, th- this is also a problem. I'm, I'm just quoting what the rabbit says. The rabbit, when he right, when he fights with the Ramah, beginning of the Hakdam of the Torah, he says, he, this machabah didn't look like the other machabah. He's not bringing down his sources. You can't fight him. It's very hard to fight somebody if you don't know what he's basing himself on. You're not enabling a real debate. You're just saying, I'm on high. I tell you what the law is. Here's the black letter law. Very calm, very cool, very collective. But it's not. In the mind of the Ramah, there's a massive... There was a massive amount of work undertaken over a period of 10 years day and night, says the Raman. He worked day and night, going through all the sources of cool to figure out what the law should You're not sharing with anybody all your work. And the Raman, of course, says he's doing it in order to enable people to have an easier time of it. And one in one of the letters he writes, he's going to put together a book of all the reasons. But, so that was why in Europe they had an issue with the Raman. But you know, in Bava, they had also a massive issue with the Raman. They had a big problem with the Mishnah. Bavo, I want to be clear, it's not the same as Haman, right? In Yemen, they love that. They 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 remember what they but what they did in, in Yemen? In The Kaddish, very good, right? That's how like they, seriously they took the Ramah. But in Babo, the ancient yeshivas that had lived there for a thousand years, they had a big problem with the Rama. Why was that? Because the Ramah, many times in the Mishnah. Tera, Disagrees with the Gainim. Hayurah Gainim. Yeshiminah Sometimes the Ram brings up many times. He just simply disagrees with the Gainim straight out or doesn't even bother quoting them. There's a few times he says something from the Gainim where he agrees with them. Many times he does not. And what is that? what was that in effect? That was a shot across the bow against the Gainim because he did not feel bound to take the Halakha that they said. And he disagrees with them many times many fundamental topics. So for the guidance, this was the end. The mission tour comes along and basically supplants them. So the existing Gainam at the time of the Ram, who were then very, very small and No one knows who they are today. Literally if not for the fact that you know the academia rescued some of these letters and some of these chubas, we don't even know their names. They were very, very, very non uh, you know not not very not famous relative to the Rama. They fought all they could against the Ramah and against the examination of the Mishnah Torah because they saw their authority as being usurped by the Mishnah Torah. Here was an authority who could take the Ga'inem and spit it out and just simply not abide what they have to say. And many times it's not even acknowledged what the Ga'inem had to say. Yes, certainly sometimes he does, but many times he does not. That's the context. Says the Tashbet, the reason why he should go to the Shri Raga'in is because it's a Kabbalah of That is to say, the Gain may not necessarily have had that kind of intellectual help like the Rambam. They did not. You know, certainly at the end of the Ga'in and they were not in that level whatsoever. But the things that they said very often was just what they knew from the out behind. They knew this for generations and generations. This is what was done. Says the Tashbet, the Reb Shri Raga'in is saying, that the pshat and the shaykh and the Gemara Gittin is because they were collecting money for the Talmud Chachamim. It's because that's what he grew up with. That's what he knew. You know all the famous story. I think it's the Kotsker, the the Meisel with the first Gar Rabbah. Uh, um, the, the 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 what he the um, the first Gar Rabbah had passed away, and I think that the second Gar Rabbah. The, the the son who's already passed away, and the second Ger-Rabba, um Rebbe, the becomes the um, um, becomes the Rebbe, and he's very young, and many of the Hasidim were much older. Like how could he be the Rebbe? He's too young. Everybody knows the famous story. So the the the, the old Kach, Kachos, or, whoever, or the old Garuchas, whoever it is, gives a gives a story, and the story is that there was a, a man who. His whole life trying to climb like man's adverse or something like, spends his whole time climbing and climbing, climbing. Finally, gets up to the top of the mountain after years and years and years. And he gets up to the top, and um, he uh, he, he surprises. he's surprised to see little kid there. And he says to the kid, How'd you get up the mountain? I've I spent my whole life climbing, and I'm older than I've been climbing for longer than you're old. You're too young. How could you have been on the mountain? I, said, I don't know, I was born here. Right, so that was the ancestor, how somebody was a kid to become the rabbi of all He was born there. All right, what's our segue here? Our segue here says the Tashbait the Shri Gain is just saying what he saw. This is generations of this thing. This is from the times of the Gemara. There was a of sdaka that he knew about. That, that's what they had. That's how he's translated the Gemara, because that's what he that's what he saw in the yeshivas. They had a pushka. So therefore he prefers that over the approach of Rashi, even though in terms of Rashi's learning, he's in awe of it. And usually when he quotes Rashi, he has incredible compliments for Rashi. <laughs> he says, for example, I um, he says, the Sham Meir Everybody know what that means when you say Meir that's the everybody heard the acronym Rashi Shabahag. By Robert He's the Mayor is the He's giving that title to Raj. Right? <laughs> and nevertheless, he still prefers the shot of Ibn Shira gun not just because it works conveniently for him. It certainly works conveniently. But the reason is because of the fact that Ibn Shrigan, growing up in Bal saw this. This is what he knew. This is a Kabbalah he other All right. <laughs> Let's finish a few more of the riots. So the um uh, uh, Shurigun, I'm sorry, the continues going. And he says like this, I want to bring you a riot like Marv, in the beginning of Bashra says that you can pay for the the students, they can have the, the teacher teach the students the outspace. Right? They can teach the students the Bates. How is that? So the whole question, how it works, is it's like babysitting fees or whatever. But it says, says the says the the Tash bait. even for the teachers of little kids, we say you're allowed to pay for them. So then for sure If you're able to pay for 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 a one a, eight a teacher to teach a kid, so you don't think you should be able to pay for a Tam or a Shiva and should be able to have a Karnatha. This is insane. How could, you, how could you say that a Rebbe who teaches a kid out of base, he gets a salary? Which is the halacha. And then say somebody who's studying Khalasar or Kuhi, that him you don't pay for. Don't hmm? kid, okay, the so child. I said the Gemara, is, the Gemara seems to suggest that the reason that you're paying for that teaching the kid out of base is the idea because he's really, um, you know, it's a star he's a babysitter. But but that's the Kabbalah that Tashbait wants to bring. Tashbait then says that there's a, he has a story, the on Kuma, actually. The, the Medishan says a story of a guy's on a boat. And he's on a boat, and there's, there's, you know, what happens when somebody's on the boat? You know, you're doing a boat. I, I used to go fishing. So I could tell you, there's a good people going to go up on a fishing boat. They sit there all day. I kid you not. This like, you can make it's not a good you can have here. all the biggest ever going to fishing with. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's any Yehudi, they sit there talking about the fish that they last And it's like literally never ends. Yeah. And now the that people can talk about the fish. Bonkers. But why are they talking to me? The reason is because you have nothing to do. When you're on a boat, maybe that you have internet, whatever, maybe it's just like the normal days. They didn't have the internet, on the boat. what well, do you do? There's nothing to do. It's absolute boredom. All you do is talk. If you're a fisherman whose whole life is fishing, there's nothing else to talk about but fish. So it's almost like star upon star. to have to listen. So says the Tashbet, uh, Says There was a story. They were on a boat, and there's a there's a guy on the boat who's a rabbi, and a bunch of businessmen on the boat. And they does not know what they're talking about. They're not fishing. They're traveling. What are they talking about? About how important they are, how rich they are, how much weird and merchandise, and they're just going on and on about how successful they are, right? And the rabbis are saying, Yeah, 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 yeah. They say to him, no, What about you? He says, I can wipe the full of all of you. I got better weirs than everybody can. And they're like, Where? And they said, Man, just if they start looking up and down the boat, they look looking in the hold and the cargo. Where's his weirs? Maybe he has diamonds. What is he holding? I can't find his weird. And if they're going plotting, they're going crazy. What What's he so rich about? We don't understand. And of course, you know how the story ends, right? The pirates come, they take the boat, they steal all the wares, and they end up on the shore, Mount naked, and they have nothing. So the community, you know, takes some rock on them, like, you know, give them whatever, nothing, you know? And the rabbi goes to the shul, he says, I would like to give a shear. Blows them all out of the water. I'm like, wow. So everybody now is a so little impressed. They want to they wanna hang on to him. He's a big rapper. So like the on the, the says on the right and on the left, they're accompanying him. They're hanging around him like, you know, can't get enough. So they give him a job. They put him in a nice position. They're giving him money. And the people who were with him on the boat, they come begging after him. He says, look, I told you. My wears are better than yours. Says the tashbe. This is what the Mishnah means in the end of Kedushan. And when you learn this Mishnah, you never thought of it this way. The Mishnah says over there, it seems to be a zero. right? Rabbi Noharoi says that I would never teach my son anything except what? I'm only going to teach my son Tairah, right? Why? What was the reason? Says the Mishnah, because. Any omnis only lasts for a person when they can still work. But when they become old, then the work doesn't work for them. So you can't do the work, assuming manual labor, right? And if you're one Buffett, I didn't forget one Buffett, he's young. Charlie Munger, right? A 100 years old, Mamish canine a heart, mind like a steel trap, right? We should all be blessed with such a frame when we're 100 years old. Man can barely move, but his mind is working. Mamish his mind is Arabic like you believe. Imagine that situation, right? Where you now are old, and you have a blue collar job. Your job was to be in the factory. You can't move. They fire you. That's the way it was in the olden days. You didn't have the union to protect you. So that's it. You're done. Your job is finished. The way the common understanding of the medish, of, of the Mishnah was what? The common understanding of the Mishnah was that when you get old, so you don't have you don't have the ability to work anymore. But if you have Torah, then at least you could you can keep yourself occupied. You could do something that has value, you could do something that's important, you could do something that's helping you keep your life and be relevant, not just golfing. That was the simple understanding of the Mishnah, right? That's the way everybody understands the Mishnah. Says the Tas great that's not how to understand the Mishnah. what is the Mishnah telling you? is telling you I'm gonna I'm not teaching you any umness in the world except for learning. Why? Because all the umnis is only going to be when you're young. When you're old, it's not going to be an umnis. But Torah will last you when you're young and when you're old. What do you mean? How's it going to last you when you're old? It's still going to be an umnis. You're going to still be able to make a living off it. It's a totally radical understanding of the Mishnah. It says the Tashmai. That's the way to read the Mishnah. And if that's the way to read the Mishnah, that's showing you what? Exactly, that you get paid for learning. Hear that that's an eyes and a ride from the Taj Bay Again, the I see we are getting um short on time. So just do one more maybe. Um, so so uh, yeah we'll just do one more thing. So and there's another Tan Kuma says that um that there was a person, a safer, who was a big Tamil I mean, he would come to Shalai, the Earl of Ego, and, by the way, it's not 100% clear we have the Beit mikdash. And I did do this Sugiah probably like a year ago on a Friday. And I discussed that there used to be euler regal even after the destruction of the Beit mikdash. The idea of going to Israel for Yontif is not a new invention. People would go make, Ali- make Aliyah for aliyah ragel even when there was no Beit Mikdash. So then they think with big, big, But there were those who suggest, that perhaps they broke up on even after the four months back. Okay, I don't want to get into that figure right now, but there are those who make that suggestion. So there was a cipher, every year he we was going to the Ushalayim, and the people knew he was a big god of the So they offered him, they offered him like um, like a big, a big sum of money, 50 gold coins, they should stay there with them Another story brought in the Mandrish and Braissa. Uh, this is in Kenyan Terra. So the the the, 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 uh, the mission there says that Ib bin Kisma says that he was once traveling, and when he was traveling, he got to a city. And in that city they recognized he's a huge Thomas often. So they said to him, Listen, maybe you can come and stay with us we'll give you Alfred we'll give you a thousand gold coins. Again, I don't know, fifty gold coins, a thousand. Sounds like maybe it's a bit of inflation or maybe you know, we're talking about what well, some enormous number. And Abiyashi Ben Kishman says no. He says I'm not going to leave where I come from because I need to be in a place where they're learning, where there's a lot of Tamil chachamim, there's a lot of chol I don't want to any dar el I'm not coming to this town. This town doesn't have enough Whether or not he was responsible to come to this town, not come to the town beside the point. So, what does the Tashbeth want to see from these stories? The wanna see some of these stories. they are not people who are necessarily going to be taking a job. These are people who are going to come live in the town because they have a lot of fair knowledge. And the townspeople are inspired to see such someone who come living among them, and they're willing to pay for them to come and live there. So these are riots more than the Tashvites wants to bring, that not only do we appoint someone in the to a position of authority and support them, and even without a position of authority, just as the Taman was able to learn really well and we want to support such people. We want to increase the budgets at Sarah. So therefore, we give them a salary. Even if they're not taking on a position of authority in the community, just for having them to live in our community is a value never is a value nonetheless. These are some of the riots that the Tash brings to this second point against the Ramadan.